episode 8 of Speaking Socks. I'm Aiden. I'm Ben. And we're excited to bring you episode 8, like I just said. Um, we're Year just started, alright? Season started. Mm-hmm. Uh, Red Sox are 2-3 and three right now. Just won against the Detroit Tigers today, earlier. Um, and it was a pretty gritty performance. Yeah. Uh, big win. Yep. You, you know, you need to get a win like that, especially against the Tigers, uh, even though that they are putting together a pretty solid squad nowadays. And I know it's a 162-game season, just but starting 1-4, that'd be a real kick in the nuts, yeah. to be honest. They're like, that would be that'd be a Definitely. rough way to start the season. So, uh, really good that um, that they were able to pull this one out, and uh, I really like the way that they got it done. I thought that uh, Rich Hill performed, I know it was only in four uh, four innings, I, I believe yeah, 4. it was. Point four innings in and out, yeah. So, uh, I thought he played well. Uh, he got a little unlucky. I didn't th- think those runs were necessarily his fault. Yeah. Um, I thought he, he pitched his ass off, to be honest. And uh, if he can come out and perform like that every start uh, and be a consistent pro, which is exactly yeah. what the Red Sox need from him, I think it'll be a perfect fit. And one thing I also want to mention is you can argue that getting Rich Hill was our response to losing Erod. They had identical stats today, so yeah. uh, if if we're good talking ball. about replacing Erod, uh, we did a pretty good job with that with Rich Hill. So I got to give uh, yeah. Heim some credit. Yeah, the for that. big the big thing for Rich Hill is going to be uh, staying healthy and eating innings. Mm-hmm. And if he can go four and a half, four to five innings, and I think we can use him. Not to cut you off, sorry. Uh, if we can use him in a few big relief moments, I, I think that would be I huge. Agree. I agree. He's got great stuff. That's a big thing always late in games, but. Um, so like I was saying, so season opener, we face the Yankees and tough loss in the yeah. first game. We lose yep. on a walk off. I was at the game. Atmosphere was electric. We actually had a video that we posted on our social media page that Complex Sports reposted. Uh, it was a chant of F Trey Young uh, <laughs> after the Yankees won because Yankee fans are crazy. We all know that. And it actually got reposted by Complex Sports and received over... I believe a million views on Twitter. So definitely check that out. But at the game, you know, great atmosphere, terrible atmosphere when you leave. Yeah. Knowing that the Sox lost. Yep. Every Yankee fan you walk past curses you out. Oh, yeah. Even though they won. So, but but just what do you think about that whole series with the Yankees? Uh, I was really disappointed, to be honest. I know it's early, obviously, uh-huh. but um, just, it just, it left a bad taste in my mouth because. Uh, as a Red Sox fan, obviously I hate losing to the Yankees, but opening day, I feel like they just lost that game four different times, four or five different yeah. times. They just kind of handed it away to the Yankees. Um, I don't think the Yankees were the better team. No. Uh, I think we just handed them at least the first game. The second game, they just beat us. But the first one, yeah. uh, we really just handed it away to them. And, uh, yeah, it was just really frustrating, especially seeing seeing that bullpen struggle right out of the gate. That, that was For really sure. frustrating. Well, yeah, so like you were saying, the first game, I was there, and watching us bring in uh, Hansel Robles, oh my and God. I believe it was the ninth, oh my God. to try to push, I, I got, I had a heart attack. I told all my Yankee friends that I went with, I was like, listen, like, if you like money, bet the Yankees money line right now, because mm-hmm. there's no shot he gets out of it. Surprisingly enough, he did get out of it, pressed me a little bit there, but the fact that we're going in, in a big game opener against the Yankees, With we're going Robles. to Robles to, to push us into extra innings. That's crazy to me. That that shows you what the bullpen he led, is. He led the bigs in home runs allowed last year. Yeah, and he's not only that, he's he's one of those guys that either allows the home run 
or he's wild as can be. He's, he's sort of like Chapman when he loose cannons and throws the ball all around the yard, or he's just throwing fastballs that get absolutely raked to left field. So it, it was very interesting to me seeing that happen. Happy that he, he did end up uh, pushing and, and nobody was hurt there. Obviously, in extras, we did lose it. But uh, more thoughts about that game. And even not, not even just that game, but just the beginning of the year. This bottom of the lineup is, is and we're going to get to that a little bit more. This bottom of the lineup is, is struggling. Yeah, you know? it really is. And it's really disappointing to see. But, you know, I think Cora can adjust the lineup a little bit based on what he's seen. Um, another thing that we saw the other day... Um, Michael Conforto, uh, a free yeah. agent, right fielder. Red Sox are interested we were in talking it. about this earlier. That'd be a perfect fit. Um, I think I I love Jackie Bradley, a great fielder. Uh, he he can't he can't hit right now. Um, it's nothing personal can't against hit. him. He just yeah. can't hit right now. Uh, he can when he gets hot. He gets hot, but uh, to be honest, it's it's yeah. kind of few and far between. It is, and, and and no Jackie Bradley slander. We love him here. We love Jackie. In fact, there's love there's Jackie. a possibility that we get him on the podcast soon enough. Uh, we're we're in the works. We'll, we'll hopefully have that coming mm. for you guys soon. But listen, I mean, 2018 what, ALCS. Oh uh, my gosh, MVP, he, so, and he was clutch. He was, unbelievable. He was a cl- he was just as clutch of a hitter, that's, if not that, more. That's what I'm saying. When, when he's hot, he's hot. When when he's feeling comfortable in the batter's yeah. box, he can get a hold of the ball and drive yeah. it. So exactly. Uh, but but hopefully it's no, he does start exactly. To do that. It's no secret that in this this uh, era of baseball, you need hitters. If you can't yeah. if you can't consistently hit and get on, it's tough to to keep your spot in the lineup. But JBJ, you know, great fielder, like we yeah. said. Probably the best fielder on the Red Sox. Oh, I would say, easily, by far. easily. Um, but another thing, you bring if we do bring in Conforto, that's a guy who had uh, plus three uh, defensive runs saved, uh, DRS, uh, an advanced uh, sabermetric stat. If you're into that, but another thing about that is that's right under the above average line. Not super spectacular. He was, I believe, in close to winning a Gold Glove. I don't think he did win a Gold Glove. He was close to it on the Mets. Had some incredible plays in the outfield. And the big thing about that is he's a hitter. Mm-hmm. If you can get a guy in him hitting at eighth in your lineup, I would kind of compare it to a guy like Chris Taylor on the Dodgers yeah, hitting Yeah, I would too. I would you too. Know, and even and, more pop than Chris Taylor. And this is part of the reason that it hurt me so much that we didn't get, say, a Suzuki and he opted to go Two to the Chicago Cubs. Two home runs today. Three, three on, the, on the season. I believe if he hasn't hit double-digit RBIs already, he's pretty damn close. He might be the first he, one he might to do be it there. this year. So, and I, I believe the Cubs have a winning record right now, if I'm not wrong. They look pretty good. Um, they, they honestly, they don't look bad. Again, it's early. Don't want to um, overreact to uh, to their hot start, but he's just a freaking superstar. So imagine yeah. if we had him in there oh. with, with Rafi and Xander and and JD, who I, I oh, think boy. JD is playing very well. I, I, love, start. I yeah. love the way he's seeing the ball. I believe he's only batting 250 thus far, but he he got one yesterday against the Tiger. He absolutely drove it. Uh, so I I think JD sure. is gonna prove a lot of people wrong this year. Good and I mean if he does, that's yeah. this lineup gonna be dangerous, especially if we could figure out what's going on in the bottom. Lineup can be dangerous. However, I think it needs to be reworked. I think Core needs to get in there. I agree. And figure out the, I, the right when balance. When we're, we're in discussing this it, I do think that I like Verdugo hitting around fifth where he is. Mm-hmm. Um. I do think it would be cool if we threw him at first, hitting first. I agree. Just because Kike isn't cutting it right now. I have a little bit of a statistic yeah. for you guys. Going into before today's game, the win against the Tigers. Two hits today. Yeah, two hits today. And a walk. Kind he, of, he had a great game today. Exactly, yeah. He did have a great game but today. Before this game, 
JBJ, Christian Vasquez, and Kike, eight, nine, and one hitters, had just one hit, I believe, going into today's game. Maybe I think maybe two it might be. Um, but one or two hits, unacceptable. Like, And also, another thing that's unacceptable, and it, it's, it is related, they, I believe they were getting no hit yesterday against the Tigers. Yeah, for a for while. For five innings. Four or five well, innings. Against, and against Matt Manning, who is a top prospect for the Tigers, but he's not proven in the MLB. No, and, he's not proven. And this and, lineup is... Yeah. Look at all the... To me, in baseball, maybe more than any other sport, being an established, uh, known player in the league, it, it does a lot for you because with that comes the confidence. Uh, we were talking about this, uh, I believe, a couple episodes ago. Uh, the confidence when you're in that batter's box, when you're on the field, when you're feeling good about your game, uh, that's when you're performing the best, especially in baseball. So I think that uh, when you have an established lineup like that, like the Red Sox have, so yeah. many World Series champions in that lineup, you can't you, you just can't put let up a dud like that. You can't put up a dud like that, especially against a prospect. For sure, I, I agree. I've been mean, same thing you were saying. We talked about it. Another thing is uh, going into today's game. Obviously, like I said, today's game we kind of got the offense a little bit going. Mm-hmm. Well, Rafi um, got the offense going. Ra- yeah. I think that's and he's what been, it was. He's been great to mm-hmm. start everything we've expected and talked yep. about in the off season. But Sox hitters were 29th in league batting average going into this game today and 29th on on base percentage just shows you that you know i mean a lineup this this highly anticipated top three to top five lineup in the league coming into the year i mean really so start i don't think it's anything really to be worried about necessarily yet yeah i do think that we should work around the lineup if it's like this well we talked about it i think sorry for cutting you off but i think rafi should be hitting third. Yeah, I think I Xander should be hitting second just because you need more guys on, especially mm-hmm. if the eight, nine, and one hitters can't do it for you. If it was Verdugo one, Xander two, Rafi three, and you worked something like that, maybe even through Story at seven and lowered him back, I think that would help keep the bottom of the lineup going, but also put runners on in scoring position and on the base paths for Rafi. Well, I was, I was thinking about this. Maybe even... I like your idea about Verdugo uh, leading off, but I... Personally, I think that that is a really good on paper. I think it's a great idea, but I feel like they've tried that in the past. Yeah, and his his average has, has dipped tremendously. And he's hitting and he's hitting great. He's actually he, leading the team think, in hits right now. I think we Rafi. just leave Doogie where he is right okay. now. Maybe when Story gets back, maybe he I, can take lead. I was off. thinking about that a little bit of the Kyle Schwarber yeah. power guy. Yeah, he's also fast. He's got speed. And to him. we saw what what having a power bat like Schwarber's uh, batting leadoff last year was. It, to me, that was. The best offensive team in baseball I've seen in in five plus years. The last five years of playing last year, they were phenomenal. That was yeah. unbelievable. I feel I feel like they had seven, eight guys who could hit the ball out of the park in any any single at bat. So I, I thought that uh, it was a great mix. Uh, it created a lot of momentum, and I think this team, this Red Sox team, uh, rides a lot on their momentum, their energy, uh, their enthusiasm, yeah. and I think putting Story there at the one spot, uh, him getting on base, and then you know. Xander, I, Xander's uh, he's like a oh. guaranteed on base. Oh, he's so, a beast. And then you just have those two on for Rafi, and I, I think, I think we're gonna be putting up a lot of runs. See now, I like, I like that a lot, and I think we should toy around with that idea and, and test it out. But, and this is kind of a, obviously, I know you're not the biggest Bobby Dalback fan, but to have a guy like Trevor Story maybe later in the lineup could be even bigger for this team. Right now, I know it's early, like we said, we keep mentioning it, but it's all we have to work on right now. Bobby Dalback has the second best on base percentage on the team right now. Yeah. Surprisingly, and it's high, it's a lot because he draws walks. He has two walks this Which year. I and I could be wrong. The the numbers might uh, elude otherwise. 
from last year. I feel like he never got walked last year. I feel I, like he was just always swinging uh, out of his shoes. Yeah, and I mean he certainly he certainly is a strikeout guy. Uh, five strikeouts, tied for second most on the team so far. Mm-hmm. But if you do want to get that pop, like a Schwarber guy at one, and you kind of want to keep Story back in the uh, the bottom of the lineup to keep some pop there still, which I do I do like. Yeah, it's definitely possible. Dow back at one, maybe it's a little bit more of one of those things where you know if you keep walking, keep the walk numbers up. And, and lower the strikeouts, it could be another guy that we might be able to toy with. I do think that Kike could step it up soon and he'd show today that he, he could get right. hot again. Um, but, you know, it's definitely something where this lineup's so good that within the next two weeks, if we're still struggling, still in the bottom half of the league and on base percentage, batting average, we do we should toy around. And part it's of, too good of a lineup not to. Part of the reason that I want to push uh, Story up uh, to one is I think that I think Kike would be a perfect seven eight hitter in this lineup because he would be on on base for, for when sure. the top of the owner came came for back sure. up. Yeah. He's a great base runner. Um, so I, I believe I, did he what did he hit last year? Did he hit? He was like eighth, right? He Something was like eighth like until the playoffs, and then yeah. he got hot in the playoffs. Moved him up to I believe at one point he was batting sixth, sixth? fifth yeah. or sixth. So Something like that. Um, you know I I think Kike would be perfect at the seven spot, the eight spot, something somewhere around there, maybe. Maybe put him um, at seven and then Dahlback at eight and let Dahlback drive in uh, Kike when he's on base. Yeah. Um, so I, I just uh, I think there's a lot of tinkering that needs to be done with this lineup. Okay, um, let's get into some of the bright spots so far and some of the disappointments. Let's go bright spots first, though. I'm going to start off Garrett Whitlock. He's been a monster. Uh, coming in, we weren't sure exactly he might have he might be the guy to step in for that closer role. We're going to touch on Matt Barnes in the disappointments in a second. Yep. But Garrett Whitlock, I mean, he's a guy that we weren't completely sure and sold on being the closer. But, I mean, if he didn't prove it today, he had a great great outing against the Yankees um, and then comes out today and goes four innings, no hits, two strikeouts, only one walk, and he gets the win. That's a gritty performance yeah, against a, a Tigers team that is – been pretty hot with their bats so far. Yeah. And, you know, I think we should give him the closer role. The only thing that I would say is if he can go four innings, you know, a guy that can go four innings as as uh, a guy that can hold the, the run and, and, and keep the score the same for two to three to even four innings, is it a little bit of a waste to put him at closer? Yeah, that, that's why Especially I... Especially when you need the help. That's why I would say don't put him at closer. And just for the reason you said it, we need so much help in the bullpen, and I think that he's just uh, a big old band aid that we can put all across the bullpen. It can solve a lot of issues for yeah, us, kind of like how um, Tanner Houck was in the, right, in the playoffs, right? And uh, I think that uh, that is perfect analogy, perfect comparison. Um, I just think that we need to leave him in the role he is because we have two guys. Uh, Barnes will be coming back soon, and then we also have Jake Diekman, and uh, hey. I don't, I don't want to hey. go into. Are we doing? We're doing surprises, right? Yeah. So, um, I'm gonna go with Deekman as as one of my surprises. I have to cheat. I have to go with Deekman and Verdugo because I thought Verdugo was absolutely phenomenal this week. Uh, oh yeah. Both well, in I mean, the batter's box and on the field, he made three or four plays this weekend three, that were just insane. three diving plays, sliding plays at, at left. And I, I just I've Very always loved impressive. his energy. He's just oh, a yeah. gamer to me. He's a big game player. Uh, he's the kind of guy that you want in the batter's box in October. Um, so I was a big fan of his work this week. I, I love Verdugo, uh, and I also love Diekman. I believe he took down Judge Stanton, and I 
I believe it was Gallo third Could that he Gallo, took out yeah. in the in the ninth inning for our only win in New York this week. So uh, that was incredibly impressive. So I feel that if we can if we can keep Whitlock in the in the role he's currently in, and then have Barnes be a bit of a setup man, uh, and then have Deakman be our closer, I think we'd actually have a pretty decent bullpen, and I think we'd be set up to win around 92, 95 games. And I completely agree with that. Uh, also, touching on Garrett Whitlock a little bit more, we just extended him two days ago for a four year, right after his performance mm-hmm. uh, against the Yankees. We extended him for four years, uh, total guaranteed nearly $19 million. Yeah, pretty, that's a really good pretty, deal. Yeah, pretty that's good deal. That's just under five, so uh, just under five a year, especially given the budget that the Red Sox have to work with. That is just such a valuable contract. Yeah, and I like we said, you know, I mean, he could be huge for this team, especially like I'm going to touch on now with this struggling bullpen, a disappointment, a big disappointment, Matt Barnes. Um, we knew there was a lot of question marks coming in, uh, whether it was with health or if it was just, did he lose it? Because yeah. there were reports that obviously it is spring training, but there were reports in the spring training that his fastball lost around six miles per hour. And, you know, for for a closer especially, you go out there and you you bring a six-mile-per-hour dip on your fastball, and you're going to get crushed. Yeah. Closers especially, if you don't have crazy stuff, mm-hmm. you got to have some speed. And, I mean, what are we going to do without – what do you suggest we do without uh, a guy like Matt Barnes at his peak unless he comes back and it is just a health thing? Well, I, in my opinion, it is just a health thing. Uh, that's, that's my feel on it. I've always been a big fan of his, of Matt Barnes. I understand why he's been extremely disappointing this season. Um. I don't think any realistic Red Sox fan would say that he hasn't been extremely disappointing this year, but uh, I think he will be back soon. Um, well, yeah. I hope he figures it out. Well, he did. He did pl- uh, pitch an inning in. Uh, I believe it wasn't today's game. It was yesterday's game. Well, I'm sorry. When, when I say back, I mean like back to himself. To, to yes. himself. But I mean, I do want to. I do also want to mention to that that he did come in. He did pitch an inning, uh, allowed a hit, got a strikeout, no earned runs though. So. You know, I mean, he could be working mm-hmm. his way back, and that would be huge for this rota- for this mm-hmm. bullpen. It, it would be, but it's always it's always good to kind of look not completely look optimistically because you want right. to be realistic. Right. And I think there's definitely a realistic, especially if you're hearing these rumors on his fastball, on his health. It is realistic to be like, all right, he's getting up there in age. Maybe he isn't going to be a real option for us. Ninth, eighth inning, whatever it is, against a team with a, a lineup like the Yankees, you yep. know. Yep, it's it's definitely something to look at. But with with that being said, I think if Whitlock can stay at the the level he reached today, if he can be, if he, for some reason he reminds me of of Andrew Miller who just retired. Yeah, uh, a guy who can go three four innings deep in a relief appearance. I think Whitlock can even take it even further than that. Oh, I um, think so too. I think he can go, especially in a, in a playoff type game, in a big game. I I think he could reach around five six innings. Uh, I think he's I think he is a really special player. Okay, um, do you have any more disappointments you want to talk um, about? For a disappointment, um, I would have to say it kind of changed today because he had such a good game, but Kike, uh, yeah. he was just struggling so much uh, hitting-wise. Not only hitting, just, just getting on, you know. Yeah, just uh, he seemed a little antsy, which is natural uh, coming into a new season. Um, also, Xander wasn't making the sharp defensive plays, but obviously it's early. Yeah, uh, and, and I, I do think he, think he, he, it he, out. Was, he kind of... Hurt his he ankle did. a little bit. In the first game, first he game. did a little bit. But he told Corey that he was fine. He was ready to go. Um, but 
Yeah, th those would be my two. Xander, not in a big way, just kind of a, come on, Xander, you know, like, you're, yeah. you're better than this. We can pick it up a little bit. Exactly, especially you want a contract right? like he's right. asking for, you know. Um, another thing I just want to touch on, I just saw in this Nets game, Brooklyn Nets, apparently there's a We Want Boston chant from these Nets fans. So I feel like this rivalry is, is really not only just the New York versus Boston. Obviously, the Celtics are, are playing great right now. Well, first of all, Yankees fans, your team isn't uh, the Nets, it's the Knicks. Uh, your team <laughs> is just so bad that they won't be in the playoffs. So, so you, you have can't to bandwagon. Just hop on the bandwagon. You exactly. have to hop to the bandwagon and the other side. It's okay. It's not allowed. I, I understand it. <clears throat> um, I wouldn't do the same thing because I'm not a coward, but <laughs> you guys are more than welcome to. Uh, we all know that your real team is the Knicks and they haven't won in 50 years, so shut up. So <laughs> I love it. So coming back on the Red Sox. We've got another game against the Tigers tomorrow, 1 o'clock. Yep. Uh, I believe... Do we know who's starting? Yes, it's... Wow. Evaldi, and guess who we're, guess who we're playing? Uh, uh, pitching. Erod. Wow. So, wow. we're going to go against Erod. Um, a little bit of a reunion there. Love that. His player picture still has him on the sock, so, I mean, I don't know if he's fully adjusted I, yet. I, I love Erod. Um... Always a guy that I that I rooted I, for. I, I really know. loved him. Uh, it's it's tough to see him leave the Sox because I was such a big fan, but honestly, it might have been a blessing in in uh, in disguise. Um, I think that he might have. Well, he did he did want a lot of money. He may have peaked too. I think he might have peaked. I, I can see career. that also. So uh, good luck to Erod. Just not tomorrow. No, definitely um, not tomorrow. But yeah, and I think Evaldi needs a bit of a bounce back performance. He usually cooks the Yankees. He didn't quite do that opening day. I thought he had a good game, just not a great one. So, yeah. hopefully, uh, he'll he'll build on what he started opening day. I don't believe he did not. He didn't get the loss, uh, for opening right? day, right? No, um, Nate Avaldi. Uh, um, did he? No, he didn't. Okay, so seven um, Ks too. I mean, he was yeah, on. His, he, he, he did had have his a stuff good going. He had his stuff going. Just uh, they took him deep a couple times. Obviously, that's going to happen in Yankee yeah. Stadium, especially, especially with I the mean, fastball pitcher. Stanton's to yeah. right was. Yeah. I think it would only. I saw a metric. It would only have been a home run at one stadium, and that is Yankee Stadium. Yeah. So at yeah. basically so, as cheap as you get. So it really. Um. But you know, uh, I think he's going to figure it out tomorrow. I just have really high expectations for him this year. Obviously, I, I picked him uh, to win the Cy Young, so I expect. In a lead outing, uh, for sure, four out of every five appearances. So, <clears throat> sorry. Um, yeah, uh, he'll bounce back tomorrow for sure. I just want the bats to get going. I yeah, just want, bats I really, to get going. I mean, do that's, we that's have, what we're um, relying on. Do we have an update on Story at all? Whether or not he's going uh, to be, I will check. I will check on that. But to get on to our next, so we're against the Tigers next game, and then we open up with our series finally at home in Fenway. We have the four game series against the <clears throat> Twins, Minnesota Twins. Uh, now with Carlos Correa and Gary Sanchez and, and whatnot. Then we also stay at home, three-game series against the Blue Jays, and then we go to the Rays um, around the 22nd. Yeah. Um, I'll check on Trevor's story real quick. But for you, a question I want to pose. Are you revising your expectations at all for this season, uh, judging off this first week so far? I'll put it this way. I um, Realistically, do I... Already, am I changing my opinion? Probably not. But the way they played this last week, that's not a 91 team. Yeah, that, that's, definitely... that's not even an 85 win team, the way they played this week. So they have to get a lot better, obviously. They have to improve a lot. Um, but no, I'm not going to revise my expectations. 
I still have them around 93 wins, I'd say, mm-hmm. uh, fighting for uh, a World Series championship. So uh, I do think that there's a glaring hole in the bullpen, obviously. And I think we need. I think we need to touch on a couple positions. Um, most importantly, bullpen. Mm-hmm. I still think we might need to grab a starter, especially if Paxton and Sale aren't if Sale back. Sale can't until figure it out. It's for, gonna. For sure. And I if, do think. I do think. I mean, with all these other teams bolstering their their squads, like we've seen this off season, maybe one of the craziest off seasons ever. You know, why not go out there and grab Conforto, guy that can give yeah, you twenty to twenty five hundred runs, eighty RBIs, maybe a two fifty or two seventy hitter. He's a little bit of a more polished Bobby Dalback as a hitter. Mm-hmm. Definitely more polished, but he'll give you around the same slash line and stats. And then he's also a good defensive guy to have out there. I don't know necessarily how he'd play uh, at with uh, the Red Sox and Fenway. Right field is a very difficult spot to play mm-hmm. there. But I definitely think we should we should test the waters, and we shouldn't be done acquiring for the year. Um, also on Trevor Story, he is expected to come back tomorrow. Okay. Uh, but with that said, if he's not back tomorrow, it's guaranteed he'll be back for the Twins, most likely, uh, fighting the flu. But So that's that's what we can expect. Hopefully okay. that means he can start pulling it up, get his, uh, his, his swing back, everything coming back, and he could be a, a nice asset on the bottom of this lineup. Yeah, and uh, just going back to our schedule the next uh, few weeks, so as you said, we have the, the Twins and then Blue Jays, and then Rays, and then Blue Jays again. Yeah. <clears throat> and then we have the Orioles, which is a bit of an easier series. But then we also have the Angels after that. Tough so, start. It's a, it is a tough start. It's a tough start, so you can't be playing like this out of the gate. This yeah. could really set you a ways back. You can't, Especially in a division like this. It's, you know? it, it really we, is. We uh, we're one of those teams, I don't think we should... We've got to have a, a, a nice start because we can't be playing from a loss. Listen, we can't, deficit, we can't know, start, those teams. We can't start out the gates... Uh, thirty games through the season, uh, like down down like ten, 10 down games, seven, ten know? games yeah. uh, under five hundred. We just we can't start like that this year. It's it's just it's not that kind of division. So, um, they just uh they need to pick it up, and it's honestly it's the offense right now. They're mm-hmm. they're they're not clicking on all cylinders like I, I expected them to. Um, but then again, as I said earlier, a lot of their offense comes from their enthusiasm, uh, the way they play together. Um, and I think that just builds more throughout the season. So Definitely. give this team a month. Uh, they have a lot yeah. of tough opponents in this month. And uh, if if in May, the first week of May, uh, they they struggled against those those good teams, those elite teams, then it might be time to revise their expectations. For sure. And um, like you said, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna switch any of my expectations uh, yet. I do think that this team needs to start picking it up, pace of play just overall energy and, yeah. and production. But I think that will happen. And uh, I think a good way to wrap this pod up, Juan Soto just hit a 450-foot nuke for his 100th <laughs> career home run uh, against the Braves we're watching. So unless you have anything else to touch on, uh, that's episode 8. We'll see you guys next, uh, maybe Thursday, honestly, yep. um, for another podcast. And uh, we'll keep updating you guys throughout the year, throughout the rest of the, the season, um, between series, after series, reactions if anything big goes down injuries god forbid uh trades hopefully maybe uh we grab a, a hopefully a michael conforto signing conforto <laughs> some hopefully some positive news uh coming up soon and i think josh bell oh, wow. just hit josh a back-to-back back home to back. run wow um yeah so i that's all we have for you imagine if there was a team around these two guys yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um 
So, Sox fans, just be happy you're not the Nationals. Yeah. Um, I guess that's it. So, we'll see you guys next time. See ya.